Welcome to That Weekend Feeling with Darren Mann. It is That Weekend Feeling with Darren Mann, brought to you by The Weekend Post and The Daily Dispatch Weekend Edition. Leading sports story in today's copy of The Herald, Friday the 3rd of September. Fierce contest expected in BCM Ironman event. There may be no spectators allowed and understandably fewer entrants than in 2020, but competition is still expected to be fierce when the Ironman 70.3 South African Triathlon is hosted on Sunday in Buffalo City for the 14th time. And your leading sports story in today's issue of the Daily Dispatch. The Proteus problems just got worse as they began their limited overs tour of Sri Lanka in a dispiriting manner, going down by 14 runs against the hosts in Colombo yesterday in the opening three-match ODI series. Those are your sporting headlines from the Herald and the Daily Dispatch newspapers for Friday the 3rd of September. Find out more by going to heraldlive.co.za and dispatchlive.co.za. Each one of us has a story to tell and a story to share. A story that deserves to be heard. A story that inspires, motivates and gives people a reason to keep going. A story about our triumphs as individuals and as a team. A story about our humble beginnings and what the future holds for us. A story about our heritage and that which brings us together. It is these stories that connect us. The Herald. Whatever you live for, we live to tell that story for you. Our guest on the show today, the First Lady of Springbok Rugby. And I can scarcely believe there is a Bok fan alive on the face of planet Earth who doesn't know that's Anne Lee Murray, Springbok Rugby Public Relations Manager for all of 20 years now. She joins us on the show. Anne Lee, welcome and congratulations on your book. Thanks, Darren. Great to, great to chat to you again. Has it been a, a long time in the making or was it a fairly recent decision? to uh, put the publication out? No, it, it, it hasn't been a long time in the making. It actually was a, a, a fairly recent decision. And I think all sort of the, due to COVID, really, when um, we all had a lot of spare time. And I thought about, um, I'd been asked over the years, you know, people said, you know, it would be so interesting to know what goes on behind the scenes. And I thought it would be a, a really good opportunity to, to take fans and supporters into what it takes to get the players onto the field for 80 minutes and I just thought that that's it would be it would be really nice and interesting you know and also it could educate and inspire supporters equally when it comes to the Springboks and the dynamics of what I believe is the greatest rugby team in the world. You say in one of the uh, press quotes attributed to you I hope it serves as aspiration as much as inspiration for any young woman who wants to work in sport and in this instance in in rugby. Um, I know you have done it for more than 20 years now. You have worked with seven national coaches, almost 250 different players, and unbelievably 21 different Springbok rugby captains. You've had to adapt as you go along, surely. Absolutely. You know, um, a, a rugby coach's job is not 
It doesn't have the longevity that some of the football manager coaches have, <laughs> as we know. So, um, you know, I, usually the, the tenure of, of a rugby coach in South Africa has generally been sort of, you know, four years World Cup to World Cup. Some have stayed longer and some shorter. So that's why, hence, you know, I've been involved in five Rugby World Cups, but I've had seven coaches along the way. And you have won two Rugby World Cup winners' medals, both against England. Uh, it's like picking your favourite child, but uh, one must have been more satisfying than the other. Can I press you on that? You, you can, but I'm not going to <laughs> tell you because actually, um, actually they were both equally as, as special purely because, you know, they were um, away from home. And, and it's so hard to win away from home in a different country, in a foreign country, no, you know, not having the language, having different cultures. So both of them were, were equally as special, you know. Um, I wasn't involved when South Africa won it in 95. And I'm sure that at home that would have been equally as mm. special as well. And Lee, um, as, as much as we have the highlights, there are tough times as well. Um, can you pick out a few challenges that you've had to deal with, some of the big ones during the course of the past two decades? Yeah, you know, I, I think as, as, in, as in everything, there are challenges and um, there have been challenges along the way. And, you know, there have been challenges when, you, when you're trying to get a team overseas and, you, have, you know, you're, you, you, you're on a South African passport and you have to get visas done in a short space of time and, um, you know, and, and you have to plan ahead. Uh, I used to have to get 60 to 70 names from the coaches, you know, just to take a, a team of 30 overseas. Because if you're overseas and there's an injury, that that injury needs to be replaced, you know, sort of the next or that by that night, they have to be on the plane. And you, you can't wait for a day or two to get visas. So they're those challenges, they're logistical challenges. But, you know, you have to just adapt as you as you go along. And I think... The more I got into the the job and the the longer I was there, the easier I was sort of able to adapt because I, I I had a network of people and and commercial partners and sponsors and you know my little black book filled up and I could call on people. So and you know there are often challenges when you when you lose when you lose away from mm. home and you lose you lose four or five matches along the way. You, you know um, everybody wants your head on the block and it's difficult for the team. But, you know, your job goes on regardless, winning or losing. The, the management's job goes on. How much uh, work does public relations manager or how many areas does public relations manager uh, encompass? Um, I know it's uh, been curious for me sometimes. Uh, there have been statements put out by you. And in other times, although they're supposed to be more constrained, uh, a, a coach or a manager will respond to to something that's happened. Is there a formal separation of duties? How does that work? No, well it's not a it's not a normal PR job, um, Darren. It's it's it encompasses a lot more than that. Mm. Because I work as part of an operations team. And in that operations team, you know, there there's a media manager, there's a uh, there's there's myself and, and PR is I mean visas are not part of PR, but at the end of the day, <laughs> visas became my job. Um, and you know, and so the and and you know, looking after families and that—that's also not part of of really PR. But you know, it, it became so much more. Um, and 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 um, you know, then there's a logistics manager, a kit master, and a head of operations. So every that sort of encompasses everything off the field besides coaching, because obviously we're not specialists in coaching or medical. You know, so the operations part takes away takes everything away from you know that the players and the, the medical staff can concentrate on medical and the players and the coaches can concentrate on 
game plans and strategies and all that. So, you know, the PR manager, it's it's a it's a vast sort of sort of sphere of, of all different jobs. Yeah, yeah. Does it feel like 20 years or if you look back, is it a bit of a blur? No, it it, it, it doesn't, you know, and, and it was such a wonderful um, sort of walk down memory lane, um, going through photographs and old diaries and old, um, you know, and old notebooks to to sort of get the, the the framework of the book and 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 to sort of try and tell the story, and and it it didn't. It felt like wow, you know, just <laughs> like the other day, and I still think I look younger than I did when I started. <laughs> <laughs> Share the secret. Share the secret. You preempt my next question, which was. Um, was all this from a remarkable memory or, or have you kept scrapbooks and diaries over the years? No, I, I always I always keep, and I still to this day, even the, in the digital age, I always write things down because that's the way I like to do it. And I always had um, a, a little, I had my diary and then I had a little a little notebook that I'd carry everywhere with me, in my pocket or wherever. And if any, if I needed to write something down, I'd write that down. And I had like, it was a black book and then it was a gold book and a red book and a different book. And the players always used to laugh at what colors Anley's book this year. So I had, you know, wonderful, of many of these books um, when I started and, and it would just, I would go through them and it would trigger a memory as, as same as photographs. You know, sure. nowadays the photographs are all on online and on your phone and whatever, but I had many photo albums and press cuttings and all sorts of things from when I started doing that. Um, and so I went through that and, and that triggered many memories. And then I couldn't remember everything. And then I'd phone someone and we'd chat and we'd laugh about it. And so, you know, that's sort of how it went on. Your book says, as told to Mark Keoane. So uh, tell us a little bit about the process. I'm imagining you shared the memories with Mark and you left the hard work of doing the writing and putting the words together with him. Yeah, so, so it was to, as told to Mark Keoane. Um, um, we, we sort of started, uh, um, HSM was one of the, the Highbury, Safika, Monica. Yes. Um, um, Monarch was, the, was the, one of the publishing houses that, had approached me over the years and said if I ever wanted to write a book, you know, they would be interested and I'd chatted to one or two and 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 they were the ones that I wanted to go with at the end. And Mark um, was my first media manager when I started with the team. He was employed by Harry Fulhun and we worked together all those years ago. And 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 you know we have we have a, we had a good understanding and and we we worked well together and I like the way he he puts down words. So I wrote a lot of stuff um, and then would send it to him and quickly realized that listen he didn't really like my writing and he'd rewrite it. But he understood what I wanted and and how I wanted my story to be told because I wanted it to start with the end of my last match, and and you know the the, the last the, the day that we, that the Springboks played um, England in that glorious night in Tokyo, oh. Yokohama, and the second of November. So so that's how I wanted, and I wanted it to be told as a story. And then we then we also spent many many days chatting and talking about various various um, coaches, and we went through each sort of tenure of a coach and. And then we also, you know, had many voice notes and WhatsApps and mails to each other. Sure. And that's how it came about. Yeah. Obviously, there will be a few standout memories, lots of different personalities, occasions and experiences over the years. Could you possibly pick out one or two um, that, that jump out at you immediately? Yeah, I think, I think um, I've been asked many times, you know, what is my favorite test match? And my favorite test match is, is, is actually not a match that we won. It was, it was John Smith's 100th test match, but it was the first test match that we played at the F&B Stadium. And it was just this wonderful, glorious South day 
in South African history where there were 100,000 people, you know, from every single sort of, you know, um, everywhere in South Africa, the Rainbow Nation, you know, great diversity and everybody came together. And it was just this wonderful, wonderful day. And it was, the test was going so well and it was Smitty's 100th test. And, you know, in the last minute, he um, unfortunately, it was him. He missed a tackle and he just, you know, he says it was one of his worst memories and his best memories because he played 100 tests and he missed a tackle and um, the All Blacks scored, and and we've been winning the whole match, the whole the whole the whole sort of way through. Yeah. So that was one of my wonderful Test matches. But I think the highlights would have to be um, the the two Rugby World Cup of wins course. that we that we had, you know, and and also the two thousand and nine sort of team that carried on from 2007 and there was this great great team that won that beat the All Blacks four times in a row and that won the British and Irish Lions series. So those three would be my highlights. There does seem from uh, the outside looking in to be a particularly special vibe or atmosphere around the the current Springbok team slash squad. Would you agree? Yes. Yes, I would definitely agree. And I, and I think that, you know, that sort of the platform was started um, in 2018 when, when, when um, Rassi sort of took over and in 2000, built in 2019, really built where we were together and won the Rugby World Cup. And obviously what you get very tight when you, you know, you're away from home for 20 weeks together and you win something so great and you go on this wonderful tour around the country. And, and you know, then last year was tough for everyone. No rugby was paid. And, and this year, you know, I'm not, I'm not with the team, but I can imagine that, you know, most of that team is together. Obviously a few new people come in, but, but they've got that sort of groundwork of, of that sort of solidarity and that sort of here's together. And I think, you know, the, the, the bubble life and the COVID way of, of sort of working has, has been really mentally and physically tough for the guys. Yes. But they've got that resilience and they've, they've got that sort of fierce to go through it together. So I do think there's a great, great vibe and I'm so excited for the rugby championships coming up. We're speaking with Anne Lee Murray, the first lady of Springbok Rugby. That is the title of the book she's just brought out. Uh, have all your friends been bugging you for a copy? Yeah, that's been so supportive, <laughs> you know, so that's great. Yeah. Available in all good bookstores, I'm sure. If I could share with listeners what you've, what, what you've written about the book, I really think it's inspiring. Uh, excuse me for a moment. I'd like to think what you're about to read is not so much my story, but my Springbok rugby journey. It isn't about me, but about the many different personalities, occasions and experiences that made my years on the road with the box such a remarkable memory. I hope the book can educate and inspire supporters equally when it comes to the Springboks and the dynamics around the greatest rugby team in the world. I also hope it serves as aspiration as much as inspiration for any young woman who wants to work in sport and in this instance in rugby. It can be done. I am proof that there are several other wonderfully talented professionals who worked with me. Um, look, you basically sum it all up there, but is there anything you'd like to add? I think particularly for, for, for young women, that's incredibly inspirational and you're, you're proof of it, as you say. Yeah, I think, I think Darren, you know, in, in, my, in my sort of tenure of two decades and my, my sort of life with, with, with the team, um, I had to become, you know, resilient and, and I had to initially work, work faster and harder and a little, you know, to get to gain that respect in, in a man's world, which I did. And I, I just had two, you know, two letters, 
N-O was not in my vocabulary. And, um, you know, I always tried to find a way to do things, whether it was, you know, the right way or the wrong way. But I always tried to find a solution to try and do things. And and I think that, you know, you just have to have that resilient resolve and, 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 and be tough out there. Because there were many days that it was lonely and, and hard. I was the only woman, that, hence the first woman. I was the first woman to travel with the team. Then there were two, then there was one, then there were three, then there were four. You know, and Rossi was, was hugely lauded in Japan for having such diversity in his team. There were four women, you know, and other countries were, were amazed at this. Have you thought about the future Anne Lee, it's, it, it's 20 years, but uh, what does the future hold for the first lady of Springbok Rugby? Yeah, you know, I think the future is just to, to spend a little time at home um, and to not travel for eight months a year and, to, you know, just to be with people, um, you know, my family and, and, and see friends again. And, you know, I, I, I'm still doing a little bit of commercial work for SA Rugby and I think that I will always stay involved in, in some way, if I can, to do some contract work and maybe some some um, work in different in different sporting fields but but you know for the now I've I think that you know it's time for someone new to take over um, and you know wish wish the Springboks all all the all the best and well in 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 the rugby championship pursuit and I you know I'm the proudest Springbok supporter that there is. Well you've done us proud congratulations on a fantastic career congratulations on the book it's Anne Lee Murray the first lady of Springbok Rugby. And let me reiterate, with the team for 244 matches, in which time she worked with seven national coaches, 248 players and 21 Springbok captains. It's been a fantastic career. Thanks, Darren. It's as as a pleasure always chatting to you. Thank you. Many thanks for joining us on that Weekend Feeling with Darren Mann, brought to you by The Weekend Post and the Daily Dispatch Weekend Edition. What would you do with 50,000 Rand? Win your share of 100,000 Rand when you enter the Daily Dispatch Cashmania competition. You could win the grand prize of 50,000 Rand or one of 20 cash prizes of 2,500 Rand each. The competition closes on the 26th of September 2021 and an entry form is printed in the Daily Dispatch every day. Get your copy of the Daily Dispatch and enter now. Daily Dispatch, local, fearless, empowering you. That was that weekend feeling with Darren Mann.